Hello, Dad. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Sample Hour. I'm only saying hello to my dad because I'm pretty sure he's the only person that actually listens to these podcasts. Just kidding. I just want to thank everybody for positive uh, feedback for the first two episodes. I also want to apologize that it's taken so long to release a third episode. But it came to my it came to my it was brought to my attention. Um, that I should really learn how to edit out ums and uhs and you knows. So I've been really working on that, and that's pretty much it. So my guest today, my guest on this podcast, is a very good friend of mine from Facebook. And it sounds funny, but yeah, we're good friends from Facebook. Um, What you guys can do to get a hold of him, if you like what he says, is you can follow him on Twitter. I asked him about his Twitter account, but he said he doesn't really use it. But I think he might be using it more now. But his name is Jeremy Williams. And to contact him on Twitter, it is at Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, Sean, S-E-A-N-W. That's his Twitter handle. He has a website in the making. It is www.jeremywilliams.ca. So J-E-R-E-M-Y. Williams, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S dot C-A. And then you can watch his latest film, which is about um, First Nations, which to to North Americans is Native Americans, and a history in Canada. And it is spiritofthepeople dot C-A. So check out his stuff. Buy his DVDs. Um, Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much. this these words you know what people are being said in this action and i can sort of 
take that out to a larger commu- community, right? So, yeah. so to me, it's like independent media is so important. And then um, I was actually in um, in Seattle, uh, November 30th, um, 1999, for the WTO demonstrations. And, uh, you know, out of that movement, one of the sort of um, fruits that came out of that was indie media. And, um, of course, there's all different sort of facets of, of independent media now but um indie media was the sort of the first big one where anyone could um could become a journalist in the sense that um now with the internet we could all share our stories um so yeah i was involved in in indie media uh in vancouver um and and we saw it as a sort of community come together um yeah. and it it, it really was, you know, engaging in all sorts of activism from social justice, environment and, you know, whatnot. And, and um, you know, there was all this focus at that point in time on these trade agreements, which, you know, really, that's just one of the sort of arms of the colonial, you know, empire, um, new world order, whatever you want to call it, um, domination. And and then after you know nine yeah. eleven, all of a sudden you know all those all that sort of that momentum that that um, you know movement had against uh, the WTO or the the free trade area of the Americas or whatnot. Uh, that movement was um, kind of in a way it was it wasn't squelched, but it was certainly. Um, sidestepped because now all of a sudden you know gee if you're gonna question you know the you know the patriotism of of you know the united states or whatever then then you're you're a terrorist or something right so i saw it clear as day i mean actually the watching the second tower fall live i knew that split second i'm like that's totally fake man yeah (laughs) that doesn't just happen right like that's a devil as a demo job. So, so, but I, then I also really started to question, well, why would they do that? Right. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, before we just quickly jump right into like some big, you know, subject like nine 11 truth and, and whatnot, you know, I mean, to contextualize it a bit more, you know, at, at that point in time, I was, uh, I was just, uh, just a new parent, right? Like my first son was uh, just a few months old when okay. uh, that happened. So it, it was kind of like me as an individual, you know, because we all we're all contributing to this universe, you know, in our own way, and we're all interconnected. But me, it was like, okay, I'm even more of a radical activist, you know, in my thinking. But now that I'm a parent, you know, we can't all go to every single protest and you know, sign every petition and do this and do that. So we all need to sort of come back to what our passion is and, and focus on bringing beauty into the world. So anyhow, that's that's kind of what I do. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, just real quick, you started going off and I, my recording thing wasn't working. So just for oh, everybody yes. that's going to listen... This is Jeremy Williams. Uh, we met on Facebook, and we really haven't talked a lot through chat. Like we've, like I, but I always like your posts. You always like mine, and uh, I just think it's really interesting because I've never lived in another country, 
And I don't think Americans always realize what kind of influence or, you know, what the U.S. does and how it's covered worldwide when I couldn't even tell you who the prime minister of Canada is. And and I was thinking about forest, you know, with thousand year old trees and like it blew me away. Like I, I, I was a changed person after having that experience. Of course, I was with a guide, you know, a, a native sort of shaman who got us all to meditate and, you know, put our hands on the ground and you could feel the energy flowing through you and all this crazy stuff. So <laughs> that's that super helped. cool. Yeah, no, that's super cool. I've really been looking into doing ayahuasca personally. Uh, I, he, I contacted some people. I just right now I'm in between, like I said, I mean, like I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. I mean, that's, that was kind of the subject that got us on this is just that I really would love to have an opportunity to not whore myself out for money, which is most jobs that I've done. And, and just like what you said, like do something that actually lines up with my values or my principles. I'd like to do, I'd like to do that once I get some money, but it's, I mean, I, I think, think shamanism in general, like I, I don't know enough about it, but I just know that like that, that is a key missing component of our culture and I think a lot of the sickness in our culture has a lot to do with the fact that we've kind of divorced ourselves from from something that like something very tribal that I think had a lot of meaning. And it's something that we don't necessarily give credit to or think to give credit to. And and I was I read an article about like the genocide of the shamanism of shamanism and like how a lot of areas they kill the shamans. And it's just it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I guess this is the thing is, is with our vocabulary two words um that we can contrast is the the idea of of um, knowledge versus wisdom right so i think um uh religions have really focused on a uh, a head based a very intellectual thing which of course results in a hierarchical power struggle whereas heart or or wisdom um, or experience uh, comes back to finding, you know, the universe inside of you, which you could relate more to um, traditional shamanism and or more spiritual things like meditation, where it's not so um, theory based, right? Because, you know, whatever religion um, somebody's, you know, speaking to, by all means, I, I don't want to sort of discount anybody's heritage or anything like that. But, but the reality is, is that all religions essentially um, are intellectual in, in the sense that you're talking about theory, uh, you know, Eckhart Tolle talks about it as in what he calls um, object consciousness mm -hmm. or space consciousness. So the object consciousness means that all of your attention is focused, uh, your consciousness is focused on an object, and that object can include just a thought, a theory, a, a, you know, the thought of who I am or or, or, or even the thoughts of, of God. You know, it's, that's still just a thought. But space consciousness is the realization of the space within you, not just, you know, in the galaxy, but the space in which that thought arises, right? So you can't have an object you can, without having space for that object to enter into, right? Absolutely. So when you, when you connect with the universe, you're actually coming to that place of no-thingness, right? Nothingness. So, so then when transcend the ego and 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 the the neurotic mind then you know that's a truly mind opening experience where other 
possibilities, realities are are um, not discounted, right? Because you know people get so righteous, and that's why a lot oh, there's a lot of war and conflict is because. I have a thought in my head, and I'm sure it's right. And you have a thought in your head, and you're sure it's right. And so we're fighting, you know, each other over a thought. You know, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Just sort of, you know, put that aside and say, well, dude, you know, you you exist too, and y- you have this totally different um, perspective on reality. And that's, I think, that's why we're all here. Is is yeah. we're all here to sort of manifest the divine in in a different expression and who's to say one is more valuable than the other right absolutely it's it's sad you know to to see in the news like this going on in middle east you know with gaza and right now it's like if you get you get into the sort of altruism of like oh well you know, we're God's chosen people or, oh, well, they, they did it first or whatever. And it's like, well, you know, even if, you know, which I personally want to call, you know, false flag, right? But Absolutely. Like, yeah. You know, you, you got to question the, the, the motives and the agenda. But but even even if somebody attacks me, you know, and I, again, this sound, might sound like arrogant or, or something, but it's like, you know, I'm not religious in any way, but those who, you know, are Christian, for example, let's just talk about that. Christianity, yeah. they've, they've put, you know, Christ up on this pedestal and worship instead of follow, right? Absolutely. So it's like, well, gee, you know, here's Christ getting nailed to the cross and he says, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And it's like, Okay, so when are we going to take that wisdom that he's teaching us and and put it into our life? So if some idiot comes and attacks me, do I, you know, go for retribution um, uh, and revenge? Or do I say, okay, you're an arrogant prick, so I forgive you. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of got to move on and say, yeah. I want the world to be a better place. And if I engage in this low energy negative stuff, uh, then it's never going to prove so i have to be the better person and and forgive and you know that you know that sounds so simple and then all of a sudden we have the it manifests into this ugly state of war and 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 you know death and destruction and holy shit it's it's really disturbing you know to think that people are going through that right now um and how lucky we are that it's not happening to us yeah but how do we send them love and try and help the world transcend and heal and grow and evolve, you know, instead of being run by, by, um, lunatics and, and psychopaths, you know? The nice thing is like, I'm not going to pretend like I have the answer. Like I personally, like even like our last election, like politically I voted for Gary Johnson because I thought he was the best candidate. And, it's just crazy that, you know, when Obama was getting elected, he really ran on, like, anti-war and everything else like that. Like, his, so many of his stances has changed, and it, we just continue to do the same thing over and over again. And, and so many people in the U.S., like, they don't understand that it's a fake two-party system. Like, it's the yeah. same corporations are donating the money, so the same people are are getting the spoils of war. And until I, I feel like until we can break this this two party system, there's still going to be the U.S. invading countries and nation building and 
having these, you know, false flag operations. Like, I mean, 9-11 was just crazy, and it's still hard. It, there's more people that believe that it was a false flag operation. I understand why people don't want to believe that. I understand, I understand that, but eventually you, you can't keep lying to yourself. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was my conclusion just with... Um, just with a lot of things, like I, f- I felt like when I first saw the movie Zeitgeist, that movie really kind of woke me up to things. Like I felt like things weren't right, but I never really noticed how much. Um, I'd never, I'd never even thought of 9/11 to be a false flag. Like that, it was so like I, I just thought it was real. And then once I really thought about it, and I saw like the, the buildings fall, and then Building Seven, which is especially like what the fuck was Building Seven? I mean, that's not. That doesn't make sense. That, that there's no there's no science that any that they've ever said that made sense for Building Seven, and the planes don't even make sense either. But if you're gonna argue that, I mean, like Building Seven is really like what the fuck, um, yeah. and everything with Iran is is terrifying to me. It's it, it's one of those things where you, like you're not happy about being right, because um, I remember five years ago, I knew about the Federal Reserve and I knew about a lot of stuff and I was telling people and they just were looking at me like I was crazy. But now that like more and more people are waking up to it, it's like the worst validation I've ever had. <laughs> Cause it's like, yeah. I really, I really like to be wrong. And I'd really like to think that, to think that it's, it's not rigged and it's not that, but I mean, unfortunately the evidence to me is overwhelmingly saying that they can rig our national elections if they really want to here. Um, have you ever yeah. seen hacking democracy? No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it was an HBO special, and they talk about how any third party can rig a voting machine for the outcome that they want it to have. Like they yeah. can to the votes and everything, and they still use the same they still use the same company's machines. Um, wow. I'm not going to go out and say that we rig every election, but I just think that I mean something has to change, and and I think what like what you were saying earlier with with activism, it, it takes. You know, you, you can't sign every petition and you can't do everything, but at the same time, like, just continue to, to spread awareness, Yeah, I think. And then eventually together as a collective, once we have enough people to work together, we can we can really kind of stop all this bad shit that's going on. Yeah, and, and I guess, you know, to, to sort of encapsulate this giant picture because uh, again we can get so overwhelmed with all the the details and and the facets of like how do we fight empire how do we you know create a better world but really what it boils down to is you know this concept of power and i've had the realization that power can actually never be taken power can only be given so our personal power, our consciousness, you know, if someone comes and tries and bullies us, yeah. you know, if, if we're vulnerable and aren't fully aware of our own energetic or emotional state, we can kind of just react to that unconsciousness with our own unconsciousness and then give them the response that they're looking for, which is to, you know, just bend over and let them have their way. Or if in our, in our power, in our awareness, we recognize that we're getting some sort of request, that request may be coming in a very forceful manner or, or might be manipulative, but we can say, oh, we recognize that you want this, but 
you know, and it might just be our, our belief, you know, for us to subscribe to what they're telling us and believe them, right? So the one thing that our education system does not well, – several things they don't teach us. One of them is critical thinking and, and two of them is, is is conscious awareness, to be conscious of your own awareness, conscious of your own self, right? So how this plays out, of course, is in is in not the chain of command, but the, the, the chain of complacency, right? Because, you know, Joe Blow General comes and says, go shoot those brown people. And you say, no. I'm not going to go kill some innocent people. Why? You know, well, because I told you to, and, and this is a hierarchical system and I have power over you. It's like, no, no one has any power over anyone else. We only surrender to them. And this is where waking up to our own power comes in where we say, actually, you know what? That doesn't feel right to me. You know, going and cutting this tree down, I don't feel good about that. I'm not going to do that, you know? I'm not going to go kill someone, you know? It, and, and that's where we all have our power. And when we wake up, you know, it, it, it's horrible that these things happen, but it's wonderful when you see soldiers come back from Iraq and say, dude, like, I was the terrorist, and, and I... I don't know if I'll ever be able to forgive myself for what I did over there. There's a, there's a, it's, it's crazy that there's so many, uh, there's so many people in, in my generation that are just so damaged emotionally and spiritually from, from these wars. I mean, it's, it, in a sense, I feel like it's worse than the Vietnam, um, in our generation because it's multiple countries and, I know guys have spent years over there, and a lot of them have come back, and they've kind of changed. Uh, my one buddy, Joel, in particular, I'm gonna—he's gonna get on as well. Um, he's have, he has similar views to us, but it's 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 just fascinating to me that it's it's not fascinating, but it's just scary. I mean, it's you know they they backdoor people into going back to war, and it, it is gonna take us to say, you know, it's gonna take enough of us to say that we don't want to do this anymore. Like we can't do this anymore. Um, Fortunately, it's, I just didn't know if, if that's ever going to really happen just because the way the military is. If, if, you, if you disobey a, a direct order or anything, like that can totally ruin your military career. I mean, and it's harder to go and get a job if it says dishonorable discharge. I mean, it, it's, it's just unfortunate that it, there's no – like what you were saying, like with personal power, there's there, – people – do you think it's almost like a lack of self-respect or – or do you just think it's people don't know they don't they don't necessarily know their own principles when they get into the military? I would just say it's fear. Some to sum up in one word, and I'm not by any means saying, you know, that that uh, you know I'm sitting on some high horse and everyone else is a bunch of cowards or anything like that. I'm just saying that that <laughs> we we need to all recognize that in our day to day relationships or 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 in our job or whatever are we acting out of love or are we acting out of fear are we doing something because we want to or are we doing it because we're afraid that if we don't you know what are the consequences going to be right and and that's sadly i would say that's probably the majority of people whether you're a soldier or or a slave working some nine to five you know job and you know i mean with all due respect i've been there right i i worked for six years in a, in a warehouse you know 
full time and, and, you know, just went nuts. And, and, you know, I mean, like, this is the thing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of working full time now. I mean, I'm a, I'm a parent and I, uh, you know, I think, uh, parents, you know, have the most important job, you know, so why don't they get paid better? You know, anyhow, it's like, um, but then with my own business, you know, it's like, there's a lot of work that I do that I'm not getting paid for, but it's again, it's like your contribution, whether you want to call that volunteerism or just, you know, living in more in alignment with your dreams. Now, the the thing, I guess one thing I want to get to here in this conversation is how, where I see, you know, a lot of the problems stem from and therefore you know, what our, what our solutions can be. And, and for me, it's like, not only are the elections rigged, but you know, the, the whole system is, is set up in a way that it's, it's impossible, seemingly impossible for us to sort of change. Right. And what I, what I often call the original sin is this concept of ownership, particularly with land. Right. So, you know, Joe Blow comes and he steals the land from the natives and then he says, this is my land and you got to pay me if you want to live here, right? So we're all stuck in this system where we have to pay just to keep a roof over our heads and we have to pay just to eat and we have to pay to survive. So then we have to work to pay those other people who are sitting on their ass or in the Bahamas, you know, sipping a margarita while we're paying, you know, for their hedge fund, you know? So, you know, it, it... we have to come back to that original point. Where did this stem from? It all started right here with this concept. And it's, it's not reality. It's a concept that, that we make concrete by backing it, by giving it our power, by supporting it. And, you know, this is one of the things for me, I, I work a lot for social justice. And one of the things that I'm involved with is, is, First Nations uh, rights and title issues here in Canada. And personally, I consider this to be kind of like the uh, the Achilles heel of, of the emperor, because when people wake up to the realization that the emperor has no clothes, that there is actually zero legitimacy in our um, governments, right? Like they think they have all this power, but the reality is, is that it's 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 a fraud right and when people have that sort of realization then we have this ability to say well what do we replace it with right how do we create a solution that says well dude we all live here right so it's not like you know we're all gonna get in a ship and go back to europe or something i mean you'd have to chop me up into about 16 pieces and send me to different countries you know uh you know so yeah. So it's it's like we live here and we have for generations, but the governance, the governing structures are are completely, you know, perverted, distorted, corrupt and undemocratic. Right. So if we if we really want democracy, we need to really have a, a true understanding as to what democracy is rather than just voting for twiddle D or twiddle dumb, you know, like that, that system is not democratic in, in any way, you know, when you're just like 
you know, given this idea that every four years you can, you know, elect the new puppet who's eventually representing, you know, the bankers and, and the corporations. So, so yeah, I think when you have that realization, then uh, you're, you're in a better place of, of power and, and hope. I personally have a lot of hope because I know another way is possible, but it isn't going to be possible until more people know that. So really, it's just a matter of spreading the love, you know. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, now, how is, is Canada's, is it pretty much a two-party system as well? Uh, is it similar to the U.S., or do you guys have more third parties that can actually get elected, or is it pretty much the same business-as-usual government as well, the U.S.? It, it, I mean, I, in, a, in a way, it's it's very similar, but, but um, it... Whether our system is any better, having more variety doesn't necessarily make it any better when, you know, they're all just a different shade of gray as a, as a political party. So, you know, yeah, we have more options. You know, we, we actually, I, I don't know if this is the first time in Canada, but we actually have one member of parliament who's Green Party. That's um, cool. we, we have the, the Quebec Party party um we have you know liberal and and ndp and you know uh, these different parties but but the reality is is like i said <laughs> it, they're they're not a whole lot different not many of them have really hard questions as to radical change because they know if they did they wouldn't get elected right um uh, you know so i personally believe that the change cannot come from the top down it, it has to be from the bottom up it has to be returning to more it sounds barbaric if you say tribalism but but i would say community based democracy right like i believe in democracy but i don't necessarily believe that sort of majority rules is is necessarily just or ethical or equitable so for example, if you have a watershed, you know, and say 50 people live downstream and 100 people live upstream, and then they make a decision and the people upstream decide that they're going to flush their sewage into the river, well, that's democracy. And guess what? Those people downstream, well, they get to drink the water, right? So that's just that's just too bad because, you know, we, we voted on it and we won and you lose. So it's kind of like we need to rethink how that works you know whether it mean means having actual consensus decision making which some people think is impossible i know it's not impossible but it, it's challenging and slow but it you know it's it's certainly more um holistic but yeah it, it comes back to also how we value things right so if we value the clean water more than the convenience of being able to flush your toilet, then our decisions are going to be different. So it comes again, it comes back to education where people realize, okay, if, if we had a if we had a meeting with all the countries in the world and, and sat down and say, okay, before we focus on all the things that, that we disagree on, let, let's try and get a few things that we do agree on down, right? So let's let's come to some agreements here. Now, does anyone in the room here oppose this proposition? I propose 
that we all just stop dropping bombs on each other. Yeah. You know, how many hands are going to go up in that room? No, no, I, I want to drop bombs, you know? So <laughs> it, it comes, that is how ridiculous that is. Like, yeah. why is any country in the world stockpiling, you know, nuclear missiles or tomahawks or whatever? It's like, dude, you're insane. Go to the loony bin, right? Like somebody help that person. He needs help, right? Absolutely. But he should not be in power if he thinks that the way to solve problems is by dropping bombs. So then once you come to those agreements, yes, all these countries in the world agree that nobody will drop bombs on each other. Wonderful. Great. What's next on the agenda? Gee, let's stop polluting. Yeah. Who's going to oppose that? No, no. You know, it's, it's bad for the economy. It's like, uh, sorry, you know, this is bad who do you work for? <laughs> you know, do you work for the people or do you work for, you know, it's like, so we, why can't we reinvent the economy? You know, why can't it be an economy that's based on restoration and um, equality? You know, like we can, everyone in the world could be prosperous. We might not all be flying around in Learjets, yeah. but everyone in the world could prosper. Um, so, but then if, if I come out and say, well, I'm a socialist, then the extreme right-wing capitalist says, oh, well, you're, you're um, attacking my freedom to be a millionaire, you know, like, because you're saying that, you know, I can't be rich. And I'm, I'm saying, dude, we can all be rich, but it shouldn't be off the backs of someone else's slave labor in China. And it shouldn't be at the cost of the environment, right? So you, you just got to come up with some basic parameters to work within. So, okay, here's the rules of engagement. We're not going to kill each other and we're not going to pollute the water and the air. Okay, we we have agreed to that. Now comes the 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 fun part, which is redesigning our systems of how we work together economically and and socially in a world that that has a different agenda, which is, you know, gee, we want to survive. You know, so, so yeah, it, it's it's recognizing the insanity in the current system, and then and focusing our energy on coming up with solutions. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. I I'm really big into the idea of just having a commune, like amongst your friends and loved ones. Uh, yeah. With that movie Ungripped, really, I mean, that was really powerful. I mean, that was super powerful. And another an MMA fighter kind of has the same thing. Uh, he's not his own country, but Uriah Faber owns like a whole like kind of cul-de-sac of houses. And for up-and-coming fighters, he basically like has used all of his sponsorship money to buy up all these houses. And so if they can afford to pay rent, they pay him. But if they can't, he just has them. It's okay until they can afford to pay in to this yeah. system. And they they're like a community. They all work out together. And I, and I just think it's. It's it's crazy to to think about how I, I watched this documentary called Farmageddon, and yep. they they I mean the the power behind like how much they go after communes like they yep. go after them for raw milk and they find like these crazy reasons to go after them they do it with machine guns and I and I really do think it's because they realize that that's really the answer to solve a lot of problems. And especially with the internet now, I mean, it, you, you can have, you can find a bunch of people that you get along with 
and and we and you could choose a location. You could literally go move together and and just be a part of a community that helps each other out. Be watching other people's children, or I mean, there's 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 so many cool things that could happen with that. That in yeah. it and you know try to remove money. So really, just like what you were saying, I think uh, Jacques Fresco hits it on a lot that we really need to look at like a resource based economy. I mean, that's really like that should be the goal in mind is. Is getting away from from slaving for money, or I mean, just like you were saying with education, folk don't try to inhibit creativity. Like I, I was hanging out with some tattoo artists last night, and it's just it's they live in a totally different world than I do. Like they 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 are known for what they do based on their art, and they can they can basically I mean write their own ticket just with their with their by creatively expressing themselves, which I think everybody really needs to to try to get back to yeah i think and that comes back to one thing i wanted to chip in on that was was you know comes back to what what we value right so for example if the only thing we value in an economy is money and you and i want to start up a commune and we get a hundred people you know but some of them have no money do we say well they have no value whatsoever you know like joe blow might have you know 10 bucks in his pocket but he has carpentry skills and and he's buff and he's got you know a lot of um knowledge and he can contribute in this way and that you know elderly person is retired and not very physically capable of doing much but they they can uh they can babysit and they can they can teach they can be teachers right so it's like recognizing that we all have value and we all contribute whether it be whether you're a newborn baby an elder a youth someone who's a techie or someone who's just got muscle everyone can contribute so it's like coming back to questioning our our values and and how we sort of um what our needs are as a community. So it's not just money to pay for the land and money to buy food. It's like, well, grow your own food. And, you know, like, again, I've had this dream for yeah. a long time of, of like living in harmony with the earth. And I fantasize sometimes just having a teepee and some chickens and you know, like just like have, being totally free to do whatever I want to do and not having to pay someone else so that i can live on their land right it's so it it really comes back to that so you know it's this weird thing where it's like okay well in canada we have a lot of um what we call crown land which is basically uh it's not private land it's 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 you know the government um but essentially you know the land question with the first nations has has never really been um addressed and 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 i i believe that in terms of protecting environment as well as finding a a socially acceptable solution we need to work with the first nations even if they're you know like if again that example of democracy being you know a majority rules kind of thing i which i don't think works um and is certainly not ethical so even if the First Nations is, is a minority, the reality is is that their governance is a little more legitimate because it's been here for thousands of years and ours is just this fraud, right? But 
Yeah. Not saying that they should become the dictators and tell everyone else what to do. You know, it just it yeah. just means they need to be at the table with us, right? And and then work moving forward. Have you heard much about this? Um, you know, the Lakota Nation. Um, it's they've they've basically announced their their sovereignty, and um, you know, this is where I think the House of Cards, which is the sort of empire, whether that be Canada or the United States or any other big country is is a house of cards essentially because it's not really standing on anything like i said it's a fraud and the whole house of cards can come crashing down if you take out the pillars that it's standing on and one of those pillars is the illusion of authenticity right so when you recognize first nations um sovereignty then power of the empire starts to sway and, and it can come crumbling down where whether it be the states breaking up and becoming their own countries, you know, and people are like, oh, dude, you know, it's the union, you know, we're all united or whatever. And it's like, but why should D.C., you know, have anything to do with what people do in California? Yeah. Why does someone who lives in California – need to get permission from Obama if they can get married or smoke a joint or do whatever they want to do. Aren't they a free person? No, because, oh, well, we need the rule of law to protect us. Well, from what? You know, the boogeyman? Like, we have our own policing system. You know, like the First Nations, they didn't have jails. Sure, people probably did bad stuff, but they were probably sent off to the mountains to be alone for four years. And when they came back, they were like, okay, you know, did you figure it out? Because <laughs> if not, you're going back to the mountains, right? So, just to clarify, when you say First Nations, you're talking about Native Americans. Yes, um, yes. Well, just for people that, because yeah. when you were first saying First Nations, I had an idea, but we just... It's just funny that the differences in like Canadian language and American language, like we don't say grade 10, we'll say 10th grade. It's just the, the yeah. order of the way we say things. It's like we're really similar, but we're yeah. just different enough. That, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's interesting. So so I was not familiar. So Lakotas are basically saying we're we're taking a big chunk of our land back and we're going to be a sovereign nation from the United States. But we'll be within like the parameters yeah, so, and, and they've basically said, uh, check it out, you know, do, look into that, because uh, I, I think it is a, um, what's the word, like a, a hallmark, uh, you know, it's like, if, if, if other First Nations did that, I think the whole House of Cards could come crumbling down. And then Now, we, what they're offering yeah. citizens is, is they're saying, for those of us, for those of you who live within our, our sovereign nation, we're offering you citizenship. You can become a citizen of the Lakota nation, but you have to renounce your American citizenship. <laughs> so how many people are actually going to do that? I don't know, but but I think that's fabulous. Imagine if, you know, you had millions of people sort of burn their, their you know, birth certificate or whatever it is and say, you know, I renounce uh, my citizenship from, you know, the, the empire and I am now a citizen of the sovereign Lakota nation, which the United States has zero authority over, right? Then, like, who's going to, who's gonna, you know, what are they going to do? Like, wage war with Lakota, you know? Like, you know, so it, it becomes a very slippery slope. It has a lot of potential. Yeah. 
it, it, but that also opens it up for if I mean if, if let's say enough like First Nations or you know Native Americans did start doing that, but then I mean it, essentially we could do the same. I mean if you get a group of people, and that's and it sounds crazy because people are like well then you're in a cult, but in reality like we're already in a crazy cult called you know the United yeah. States. I mean it's it's we we watch TV like our our most popular shows are, are fake reality. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just the derivative of itself, um, and and I think that's it is very exciting and very powerful. But I, it's 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 just how do we go about doing it? How do we get over that fear? And how do we mm-hmm. just live in love? And and that's uh, that's a that's and that's something that was funny when I first um, actually I recently had a, a certain spiritual experience with a with a fungus. And that was something that I really realized was like when I when I got to it and I because that was the first time I'd ever really done a psychedelic that potent. And it was when I got to it, it's like, you know, you just need to get over your fear and love yourself and love everybody else. And and that's it's just so crazy to me. Like, why is that such a hard thing for people to do? Why do we like you, you spend so much time with yourself? But why why is it so scary to just love yourself and. And enjoy like like life, like and just enjoy like a beautiful journey through life, or what what gets in your way of you and your dreams, and, and I think like that those are just a lot of things that I'm I'm thinking about that I like for myself especially just because like I wanna I wanna take advantage of this time off and put myself in the direction of that's gonna set me free from that nine to five job or or something yeah. like that. I mean it's it's uh yeah. <laughs> That is, uh, you're, you're, uh, how do you say you're on the, you're on the path already, right? Because, you know, that questioning, you know, is, is what, what needs to happen because, you know, we're all going to have our own sort of answer, right? That answer has to come from within you, not from a book or from someone else or whatever, right? So, and I would say that, that the, the sort of barrier the only barrier is is really in your mind and that has been so deeply entrenched in all of us from birth with um our uh, psychological environment whether that be religion or society telling us this is the way you have to be it's how you have to dress this is what you have to think and and like you say why you know why is it so scary to 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 just completely be myself, accept myself, love myself, you know, and that, you know, again, it's like love or fear, essentially, at, at the the essence of it. And, um, you know, consciousness, uh, the awareness of that is what's key. And I think most people go through their entire life, this isn't a judgment to say, good or bad or better uh, that anyone's better than anyone else it's just to say that you know because i've been there and and sometimes even fall back into that you know one day or the other it's not like once you're awakened you are for eternity it's like you have to be vigilant with your own awareness and you know recognize oh wait a minute gee i think i'm right now i'm in fear and i'm reacting to what so-and-so said it's like but that doesn't feel right to me. So it's like connecting to your intuition, to your heart, to knowing that, dude, like for me, I just can't 
if you're a soldier, I just can't pick up the gun. I just can't do it. It doesn't feel right to me. My heart tells me this is wrong. And how can I actually be defending my country when I'm on someone else's soil? You know, it's like if I were defending my country, wouldn't I be at home? <laughs> you, know? you know, so it's like, you know, because it's not an offense, it's not a defense. But anyhow, um, on a personal level, um, it, it, we all need to come back to that state of awareness, and maybe for the first time, to to go. Wow, you know, like this is my truth, this is who I am, and this is, I can't be any other way. You know, like you get to a point in your awakening where you cannot go back to sleep. You cannot pretend or or just do what someone tells you to do. You, you can't, you know. You get to this point where where you've changed so much that you don't fit into that box anymore, right? You've grown and you won't fit in the cage anymore. So the cage, of course, like I said, uh, or Bob Marley says, uh, you know, none but ourselves can free our minds, right? Yeah. So salvation isn't anywhere else outside of us, nor is happiness, right? So it's like for us to be happy means to be in harmony with our true self as opposed to living according to someone else's prescription or or values, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I tell you what, we're at 54 minutes. I'm sure you got stuff to do. I'm going to, uh, so we can go ahead and end this. Now, you make, I've seen some of your videos on YouTube, I believe, um, just so you can promote yourself a little bit, Jeremy, because um, how could people get in contact with you or how could people reach out to you? Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so my uh, work in progress of a website is uh, jeremywilliams.ca. Um, my latest uh, feature documentary uh, is called um, Spirit of the People, and that uh, was produced by uh, First Nations um, um, Native American Canadians <laughs> here at, here in BC, and um, they. Um, I haven't seen your your more recent stuff. I'll have to check that out. My apologies. Yeah, so so um, that film is going to be premiering in Winnipeg on the 25th. I'm hoping it'll be in some other festivals as well. But um, so that's it, a, it hasn't been released yet. Um, no, like, I mean, people can order, uh, DVDs from the band. They did make, um, you know, DVDs for sale. Um, but we have been going the film festival route first and then, um, you know, I might try and get it on, uh, APTN or, or NAPT in, in the States. But, um, basically the, what I'll say is that it's, it's a film about the history and culture of the, um, First Nations and, up to today and 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 moving forward in in a sense of of looking at sovereignty Absolutely. and independence and social justice for um indigenous people so um i my heart's in that um and and i really enjoy what i do there's a lot of beautiful um scenery a lot of mountains and and some forests some earth forests. And, yeah so yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So um, that that you can check that out at spiritofthepeople.ca is the website for that one. And uh, well, pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me on your uh, podcast here. I'll uh, tune in next time. Yeah, man, I appreciate. It. I'd like to have you back on. Um, 
And thanks for getting on. This is still uh, this is still new, so this is my very first Skype podcast. It's a lot different when the person's not there, so I appreciate yes. you doing it and bearing with me through this. Uh, but are you on Twitter or anything like that, Jeremy? I do have a Twitter. I never go on there though, really. Yeah. But it's uh, I don't even know. I couldn't tell you what my Twitter uh, you can address is. Facebook me, and I'll put it. I'll attach it in the the podcast. Yeah. But anyways, man, thanks so much, and uh, hopefully we can do this again. That'd be awesome. Uh, and I'll, I'm probably going to order that DVD just so people can see it, uh, and I'm going to help promote that as well. So anyways, thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon, sir. Right on. Peace. Peace. Peace and love. Yeah, you too, man.